Well, good morning and bless the Lord to all of my brothers and sisters out there. We certainly are happy that the Lord has seen fit to allow us to be a part of his service on this wonderful day, August the 23rd in the year of 2020. Well, let me just say that this morning we're about to do something a bit different. Uh, you all know that August is our relax, refresh, and renew month. And so Pastors Brown and Brown are going to be taking a little bit of downtime on this morning. So the service that you are about to uh, be a part of is a service that had been pre-recorded, one that we did some months ago. But we hope that the word will come and fall on you as fresh as it did the day that we put it out there. But before I go, I want to make sure that you all are aware of the announcements that are upcoming for this week, because there are a few things that will be happening in the life of our CM2. Uh, on this week as we are approaching. First of all, let me say happy anniversary to our Wednesday morning prayer line. Our intercessory prayer line was birthed, believe it or not, four years ago today, and it's still up running strong and is a vital part of the RCM2 vision and is a vital part of what we do on a weekly basis. Also, I want to uh, remind women on one accord this morning that we will be connecting at 4 p.m. this afternoon via Zoom. I'm excited because I haven't seen some of you for a bit now, and so we're going to come together via technology, and we're going to be able to say hello and just kind of do a check-in with one another. I certainly hope you will be available and will join in. On this Wednesday, of course, at 7 o'clock in the morning, we are going to be on the line lifting up the name of Jesus and also giving him our prayer petitions. And so we want you all to feel free to join in on that as well. And then on Friday, the 28th, the Redeeming Love Book Club that the women are a part of is going to be uh, we'll be sharing in our discussion at 7 o'clock again via Zoom. I hope most of you have that information. If not, uh, we'll make sure that you have it in time. This has been a very powerful story, and so many of us have enjoyed it and are anxious to share our thoughts uh, about the, the writing of Redeeming Love. And last but certainly not least, on next Sunday afternoon at 1.15, our very own Reverend Veronica Green is going to be the preacher of the hour for Sijaya's Women's Day celebration. That too will be a virtual service and we invite each and every one of you to join in to support our friends over at Sijaya and of course support Reverend Veronica as she pours her heart out onto the heart of God's people. And so we will make sure that you have the Zoom information so that you can get in on that service too. Ah, but one, a couple more things to let you know. On Tuesday, the 25th, little Caden uh, will be celebrating her birthday. Happy birthday, Caden. I hope you have something fun stored up. And on Thursday, the 27th, of August, our very own Mother Eleanor Harrison will be celebrating a 
very special birthday. And so we say happy birthday to you, Mother. We hope that your heart is made glad on that very special day. And so that is it for our announcements, because the announcements that were pre-recorded when we did this service, of course, will be old and outdated. And we need you all to be up and fresh on what's happening in the life of RCM2. Now, before, before I part, let me just say that this morning's message is going to be God's will is no accident. As I said, it was a pre-recorded message. And this message is coming to you from 1 Samuel, the fifth chapter, where we proclaim that God's will is not an accident. I know that sometimes the things that God allows into our lives uh, may seem like he's making a mistake or it's done accidentally, but God knows what he is doing. As the Bible teaches us, his thoughts are always higher than ours bigger than ours, greater than ours, and he always has a plan that we may not know every single part of it. And so he allows some people, some things to happen, some people to come into his life, and to, some things to come into the lives of his people that sometimes leave us scratching our heads. But we need to know that he did the same thing with his chosen people, Israel, a long, long time ago, and the same thing can happen to us. So we want you to sit back, enjoy the service the singing, all of that that's about to come your way. Uh, have a great week in Jesus' wonderful name. Just know me and Pastor Keith are loving on you, even though we're not with you today, and we hope to see you guys soon. Take care. Be blessed. Stay strong. Bye-bye. done all you can. You just stand. That's one of my favorites because I have been in a place where I, all I could do was stand. Mm -hmm. yeah. I prayed and I cried, and all I could do after praying and crying, mm -hmm. sometimes I'm still in that phase of life where I pray and cry, but after it's all done, all I could do was stand. I know some of you out there, if not all of you, have had a time or two where all you could do was just stand. But what you're doing while you're standing is you're keeping your eyes focused on God and on all of the things that he says he will do for us in the time of trouble. Well, we want to talk to you today from the subject, God's will is no accident. God's will is no accident. And what we're doing is we're coming out of three chapters of the book of 1 Samuel, uh, and we have uh, given you one major text from 1 Samuel chapter 5. Uh, and we have also, uh, in doing our work, looked at various translations uh, of these texts in order for us to get a good picture to provide to you of what was going on. With that being said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. God, you are our Lord and our Redeemer. We praise you, we thank you, we love and honor you. 
Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm sure all of you remember the dreadful day when in September 11, 2001, mm-hmm. when America was attacked by Al-Qaeda terrorists who hijacked some of the commercial airlines and used them to carry out intentionally coordinated suicide attacks against the U.S. I'm sure many of you remember that day. As you remember, these terrorists turned these airplanes into missiles of mass destruction. I was on my way to work when it happened, and uh, I heard on uh, the radio, and I was just walking into the office, and I happened to have seen all the smoke going on that uh, we have the uh, attack going on. And as you may remember, when the first plane hit the North Tower of the World Trade Center, people thought it was horrific. Uh, But not only horrific, they thought it was also a tragic accident. You all remember that. Uh, However, if you were like me, who by this time I'm watching on TV in my office, Shortly after that first plane had hit, we watched in horror as, uh, in a few minutes later, a second plane intentionally crashed into the South Tower of the World Trade Center complex. This crash unmistakably let the world know that this was no accident. Rather, this was a planned and executed act of terror that the perpetrators meant to happen. It was apparent. Not so apparent, though, was the will of God. In all of this horrific scenario, it wasn't apparent what God's will was. But perhaps God meant for it to happen as well. We can believe this because he allowed it to happen, didn't he? Uh, and perhaps he even allowed something evil to happen in order to get our attention. I hope somebody's hearing me out there. And maybe, just maybe, he allowed it because it was his will to incite us to repent and to turn back to him. Oh, come on, somebody, because, you know, we need to be turning back to God. In this pandemic time, we need to keep our eyes on God and his will. With that said, now let me move further back in history. From our scriptures in 1 Samuel chapter 4, we have learned that when the Israelites were fighting the Philistines, that God intentionally allowed things to happen in the lives of his chosen people, the Israelites. And also, he allowed things to happen to their enemies. What did you say, Pastor Keith? I said God allowed something evil, like the death in huge numbers, to happen to his chosen people and their enemies as well. Yes, he did. That's because some issues... Some circumstances and some concerns that are related to the deep things of God will remain a mystery to us. We got know-it-alls out there who think they know everything, but they don't know all of God. They don't know all of God's plans. 
things. We can never understand everything. And he will, for the things that he wants us to understand, reveal them to us. Mm -hmm. Pastor, I, I hope somebody out there is uh -huh. following me because right. there is mystery uh -huh. in the Almighty God. Uh -huh. So what did God allow? To the Israelites, he allowed them to lose thousands of lives and be totally defeated in important battles against the Philistines. Case in point, 1 Samuel chapter 4 says he allowed the Israelites to lose 4,000 fighting men in one battle and then an additional 30,000 men while fighting the Philistines in another. Perhaps this was no accident. He allowed these heavy losses even after the Ark of the Covenant was intentionally brought into the camp by the Israelites with the belief by his chosen people that if they fought with the Ark in their midst that they would win every battle. Since the Ark represented the presence of God, they figured they couldn't lose with the Ark in view. They treated the ark like a lucky charm, if you will. They weren't wrong for carrying it uh, with them, but to act like it was their rabbit's foot. Y'all remember the rabbit's foot, uh, so to speak. That was wrong. It's no lucky charm, no rabbit foot. God cannot be used that way. In this battle with the Philistines, how many of you know out there that, that they were wrong and they were very wrong? It wasn't God's will that they win at this time. So they were all very, very wrong. In fact, in chapter 4 uh, of 1 Samuel, the word says that the Philistines took the Ark of the Covenant, also called the Chest of the Covenant, or the Ark of the Testimony, or the Ark of God, and removed it from Israelite possession. Placed it in the possession of the Philistines. Oh, they're about to be sorry. Uh, in other words, this golden chest which contained the two stone tablets of the Ten Commandments that was sacred and holy and contained God's glory was allowed to be stolen. Tell me God doesn't do some things that we don't really understand. What else did he allow? Well, Pastor, I, he allowed... God allowed the Israelites to think that to bring the ark into their presence in the camp, he, he allowed that, he allowed them to think that they would win all their battles, yes he did, uh, because the ark was there, but, but he also allowed, obviously, for them to take the ark and put it in the camp in the first place. That's one thing he allowed. He also allowed to make matters work, he allowed the, the Philistines to take the Ark of the Covenant from the Israelites. Although they had panicked when they first heard the shouts of praise for the Ark. You can read all of this in chapter 4. Uh, and, and placed it in the camp of the Israelites. And God also allowed the Philistines to carry this precious cargo into Philistine land. We're going somewhere, so just hang on, man. How many of you out there believe that all of this was no accident? How many of you believe that God intentionally allowed men of his chosen people and those who were not to 
and death in great numbers. How many of you believe that it was no accident that God would allow the ark to be taken from his people and put in the temple of the Philistine pagan god Dagon? So now we come to our text scripture today. And that's why we came to tell you God's will is no accident. Did you get that? I hope somebody out there heard me that God's will is no accident. And for those who are concerned about the coronavirus, even in a pandemic, let me tell you something, God's will is no accident. Let me tell you the rise in recent COVID-19 cases is no accident on God's part. We pastors Brown and Brown do believe that there is something he is trying to teach us all. You see, we want you to know and understand that God does his business intentionally to get our attention. God does his business to bring glory to himself. And God does his business to show man who is the boss. So it's no accident that some things are happening beyond our comprehension. Yeah. Because we have to accept what God allows. And we need to understand that ASAP, in case you don't know what ASAP is, as soon as possible. A.K.A. get it right now. The sooner the better. Because God's will is no accident. <laughs> All right, Pastor Key. Well, we're going to move a little further in uh, First Samuel, First Samuel, chapter number five where the Philistines thought they were doing something by placing the Ark of God next to Dagon. Now, you all got to know who Dagon is. We saw Dagon in the text, but Dagon is one of the gods that the Philistines worshipped. Dagon, in its physical form, was half fish and half man. He was enshrined in the city of Ashdod. Ashdod was a principal city of the Philistines. That means that that was a Philistine condemnation. That's where they hung out. That's where they worked. That's where they did business. That's where they had their families. That's where they did everything. Ashdod was an important city. It was a port city where people could come and go because of the waterways that was in that city. But can I just say that there was a funny thing that took place on the day after that Dagon, the temple of Dagon, where the ark of the Lord was placed in that temple. When the worshippers went back the next day, they found that Dagon, or an idol of Dagon, had toppled over and landed square on its face in the presence of the ark of God. Well, I'm sure that somebody ran right in trying to figure out just what happened, what took place. 
God this morning. The same thing we see happening now. God is trying to tell us something. Oh, that's what they sang in the, the cold purple. God is trying to tell us something. Oh, who's listening this morning? God, I believe, is trying to show us something. I believe uh, above all, uh, God is going to reveal uh, himself to us all the more. We are seeing reports now uh, that there is a resurgence of COVID-19 in particular parts of our nation. uh, A second round uh, or maybe a second wave uh, or maybe just a spike here and a spike there, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But we got a situation now where the European Union really would like to ban travel from citizens of our precious United States of America because if they say it's too risky to have people like us enter into their land because we don't seem to have control over the outbreak of coronavirus yet in this country. In other words, they're saying don't bring your mess into my camp. Oh, that's what they're telling us. It's so interesting because not very long ago, we heard of reports where the U.S. had a list of countries that they didn't want to come into the country, into our country, and now look at us. We're being banned from other places. We want you to know today, 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 church, that God's will, bless his name, God's will is no accident. Come on, Pastor Keith, tell us what we need to hear. So, second point is, Mm -hmm. despite the evidence of God's will, people will still harden their hearts and not believe. Despite the evidence, what we're seeing is that they definitely don't believe in the will of God, and they turn to choose uh, not to believe in God despite overwhelming evidence Mm -hmm. that the hand of God is is in their story. People of God, listen to us today. God's will is no accident. So in this story, the Philistines wanted to believe what they wanted to believe. How many folk you know out there that want to believe what they want to believe? Now, now, I'm not talking about anybody I know, but, but, but to those I don't, I say, come on here, Philistine American or American Philistines, you, you, you see, you are these folk now, uh, and I'm using my terms, it's not in the Bible, uh, you, you, you want to believe that, that masks are not needed in this oh, pandemic. Oh. Come on here, American Philistine, you want to believe that it's something that you will simply see fading away. This whole pandemic just going to miraculously disappear. It's not going to be all of that much. And you want to believe that drinking and partying and maintaining zero social distancing is not needed. Come on here, American Philistines. Well, there is evidence, let me tell you, there is evidence, there is evidence, there is evidence to the contrary. Uh, And when there is evidence to the contrary, and man can't easily explain it, Man rejects God. Oh, that's a pitiful (laughs) indictment. Man won't praise God. Man won't believe in God. Man won't hear God. Man won't be 
subject to God's will. And then men will try to prop up their own day gods. Somebody will get that one later. But I say amen somebody. Because there's a lot of propping up of their own day gods going on out there. Let me tell you something. God does get angry. From time to time, he gets angry. And he doesn't put up with a whole lot of stuff. Did you hear me? I hope you heard me. Yes, our loving God does get angry. And the Egyptians receiving the plagues from God for holding those Hebrews in slavery was not the last time that God used plagues against a nation of people. I hope you heard me out there. That wasn't the only time, wasn't the last time. The Bible says in chapter 5 that the hand of God was heavy on the Philistines. Yeah, yeah. That no right. no mercy was shown to them because they did not believe in the power of God. So what did God do? He devastated them. He hit them with tumors. But let me tell you something. Not only did he hit them with tumors, but he hit them where it hurt them most. So some translations, because we have various translations of this uh, this Bible story, some translations call these tumors emeralds. Others call it by the more common name that I'm sure all of us pretty much know. God struck them with hemorrhoids, which are the swelling boils and bumps of painful pus that get up under the skin. And guess what? It's all in the anal area. I hope you know where that area is. For those of you who like it in broken down terms, I, I, I want to tell you that I told Pastor I that I felt the need to tell it like I thought it was. That God literally put it up. Hello, everyone. Unfortunately, the playback has stopped and I cannot get it to uh, start to replay so that we can finish the sermon that was already in progress. I guess it said it is my time to relax, refresh and renew as well, just like our pastors. But if you want to finish listening to or viewing the message because it is pre-recorded, you can do that in a number of ways. The audio file will be found on our website, which is Refuge Church Ministries number two dot net. Look for God's will is no accident. Or you may go onto our Facebook page and look at the videos section and um, grab that same sermon series or sermon message. Or you may go onto YouTube. I'm sure many of you have subscribed to YouTube so that you could go and uh revisit any of the recordings that we do live or that are pre-recorded. I want you all to have a wonderfully blessed Sunday on purpose and we will see you next week.